Senior Pastor of This Rock International, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to be with you today with our, on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're so glad you're with us. Uh, we have a special broadcast today. We have a special guest with us. Uh, his name is Pastor Ralph Mendez. Uh, he is the Senior Overseer of City of Refuge. I'm going to give him just a moment to greet you. Welcome, Pastor. How are you doing? Welcome. I'm excited to be here, Apostle. Thank you for, for having me here. And um, we're expecting great things today. Amen. Amen. Well, we're, we're going to be talking today, of course, about freedom and liberty, which we always will do, uh, that one of the jobs of the sons and daughters of God is to carry the glory of the Lord and to bring liberty upon our generation. But we're also going to be sharing today about raising the altar. Uh, they're going to put that up. Blessing, Sister Violet. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, we're going to be having the raising of the altar this weekend, February 24th. 25th and 26th right here in the city of Riverside and I'll be hosting but the co-host will be City of Refuge and Pastor Ralph so we're going to be talking and it's going to be our very first bilingual service it'll be in English and in Spanish so everyone is welcome Bienvenidos a todos. You're all welcome. And we're going to be seeing the hand of God in a very powerful way. God bless you, Chosen. Good to see you. Welcome to the broadcast, Sister Lisa. Welcome. I'm going to just take a minute and share the broadcast. I'm going to ask you to do the same. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do the work of the evangelist. What is the work of the evangelist? To share the good news of Jesus Christ in every place. And the Bible says that if we share the good news of the kingdom, as his kingdom comes, his will is done. What is the gospel, the good news? How can we share that? We just grab our, our device, which I have here in my hand, and I'm going to ask you to hit that share button to tag some people, let somebody know that we're on, and we're going to pray that God would release his blessing, his favor, and his miracle working uh, power over the broadcast and that we would be changed in a mighty, mighty way. So I'm going to ask you again to do the work of the evangelist. So good to see you, Desiree. Welcome to the broadcast. Anna Rosa Aviles, good to see you, Sister Eunice. Blessings to you. We pray that the broadcast would be a tremendous blessing to you, to your family, and the word of the Lord would impact you. So we're going to start with a word of prayer. And we're going to be talking today about 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. And we're going to be dealing with altars uh, this morning, the, the raising up of the altar. What does an altar do? What does an altar change? Uh, Elijah said to the people, come near. And, and the scripture says he came near and the people came and he repaired the altar that was broken down again. In this context, the nation is backslidden. They are serving Jezebel. Uh, they are serving Baal. Jezebel is in power. The prophets of Baal are moving uh, without restriction. The nation has turned from God and God commands the prophet of God to raise up an altar and change the world. So we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to release his blessing over this broadcast that we would be transformed, that his word would go forth and that we would see him glorified. So we're going to start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we invite you to come. We pray that your anointing, Lord, would touch every heart, would touch every mind, that each and every one listening would be touched and transformed by the power of your word. Open the eyes of our understanding, give us wisdom and revelation, and as the word of God goes forth, transform us, manifest your power, and let your glory be seen in the land of living. We seal this now in Jesus' mighty name. We say amen. Again, we're going back to 1 Kings chapter uh, 18 and verse 30. And here is what it says. Elijah said to the people, come near. And the people came near and he repaired the altar that was broken down. Now, remember, you are the living altar. Uh, Romans chapter 12 uh, verse number one says, uh, I beseech you by the mercies of God, present your body a living altar. 
That word is sacrifice. We are God's living altar. And now Elijah is getting ready to bring a reformation. What is uh, the premise of raising the altar? The premise is raising an altar or raising a place of meeting between God and man and giving God sacrifice through praying, through fasting, through the word, through worship. And we're believing that God's fire will come and return the nation back to God and bring repentance. Elijah builds an altar of living stones, the fire of God falls, and the nation returns to God. We're believing that of, 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 of California. We're believing that for Riverside County. We're believing that's going to come, and we'll see the nation turn back to God. Those of you watching in South Africa, God wants to heal. He wants to deliver. Those watching in London, different parts of the Netherlands, God wants to use you to raise a place of meeting between God and man. So again, 1 Kings 18.30, the scripture says he, he called the people near, and there was a clarion call for those of you in the Riverside area to come and to help us raise the altar through worship, through praying, through crying out to God. There is revival in the atmosphere. And as we do this, we're going to see the fire of God respond and begin to burn in our generation. Pastor. Man, we're, um, I strongly believe that the only way we can actually um, get everything we can access from God. It's, it's, it's raising an altar. And Come on. Exodus 20 uh, gives us that, that promise and um, just to support what Apostle is, is sharing right now. And um, it says in Exodus 20, 24, it says, and, and this is a promise. Um, this is the way we can approach God and everything that God has for us. And um, it says, Exodus 20, 24, you shall make an altar of earth to me. And, and, and that's a premise. Come on. And then it says, and, and you shall sacrifice on it. That's what altars uh -huh. are for, to sacrifice. Come on. And then the promise comes. It says, and any place my name is invoked. That's what we're doing. When we raise an altar, we're invoking. Uh, we're calling the name of our God. That's and it. He promised, and he says, and I will. This is God saying, I will. And, and he's not a man that he should lie. Yeah. Yeah. If he says it, he's going to do it. And, mm -hmm. and that's a promise. If you want to meet with me, if you want anything from me, you need to, first of all, you need to raise an altar, yeah. sacrifice on it. And then he says, and I will come and I will bless you. And that's, that's a premise. You, you, you sacrifice, you build an altar, you, you, you sacrifice, and, and God, God will meet with you. That's, that's an amazing promise. Come on, Pastor. And that's that's. That's our dream, you know, to meet with our Creator, and and He has everything. We have everything we need. We need we want salvation. We want prosperity. We want joy. We want peace. We want uh, our family, our Come ki on. Uh, our kids to be saved. Um, the answer is the altar, Apostle. The answer is the altar. We want hmm. revival. The answer is altar. Amen. Amen. Well, I uh, want to also uh, uh, agree uh, as you put, if they'll put back up uh, Genesis, uh, Exodus, that scripture where the Bible says an altar of earth you will make to me. Now we are made of earth. God took us from the ground and our earthly body is made of earth. We were made of dust and God is looking for living altars, not just stones that are unmovable and we yeah. must be unshakable. But he said an altar of earth you'll make and you'll put an offering on that sacrifice and the Bible says his name will be exalted there. That's an important principle, Pastor, that as we lift up something sacrificially, that the name of the Lord would be exalted and that bodies would be healed. When an, when a, an altar is erected, it's an invitation, Pastor, for a deity to 
touch humanity. It's a gateway between worlds for what's in heaven to come to the earth. We see this in Genesis 28. The Bible says Jacob lays his head on a rock and Jacob goes to sleep. And the Bible says he sleeps and sees a ladder. He sees a gateway. He sees a door. Uh, We can go there. Genesis chapter uh, 28. The scripture says that he sees this door and there are angels descending and ascending on this ladder. Uh, Genesis chapter 20, uh, 28, verse number 11. And the Bible says, or we'll go back to, yeah. And the Bible says he lighted on a certain place and there he tarried all night because the sun was set and he took stones and he put them for pillows. So Jacob puts his head on the rock. Who's the rock? Jesus. Jesus is the rock of ages. He puts his head on Christ. And when he puts his head on Christ, the Bible says he goes to sleep 12 says, and he dreams a dream and he sees a ladder that's set on the earth to reach heaven. That's what an altar is. A ladder is something you use to go up and down, something you use to access new dimensions. If I want to go higher, I need a ladder. I need stairs. I need an elevator. I need an escalator. Those are all forms of ladder. Now an altar is a ladder. An altar is a gateway between worlds that allows heavenly realms to touch earthly realms. It allows by the spirit, the power of God to begin to move on behalf of people. God bless you, Sister Gloria. So good to see you. Prophetess Sherelle, all the way from South Africa. The Lord bless you. Uh, so good to see you. Anna Rosa, Sister Yolanda, welcome to the broadcast. The, a ladder is a gateway. And the scripture says, verse 12, that he dreamed a dream and saw an altar or a ladder that was set on that rock. The top reached heaven and the Bible says, behold, the angels went up and down the ladder. They didn't go down and up. They went up and down because when you lift something in the earth toward the Lord, one of the words for burnt offering uh, and a burnt offering and sacrifice is ascension offering. It's like climbing stairs and these offerings to the Lord of worship, of prayer, of of giving, of thanksgiving, of of fasting become an ascension offering that caused something to penetrate the heaven that unlocks that realm. And now angels ascend and they descend from the throne with power, with miracles. Behold, the Bible says uh, that God stood, verse 13, that God stood above the ladder and said, I am the Lord of Abraham, thy father, thy God, the God of Isaac and therefore that lies the place that you lie I will give to you now he begins to tell him dominion is coming he begins to tell them power is coming God bless you uh, Monica Hernandez bienvenidos so good to see you Israel so good to see you welcome to the broadcast and Mana Mercedes bienvenidos God bless you we pray the blessing of the Lord this release of the power of God is moving something so there's a gateway now pastor something is happening between heaven and earth now there's an ascension and a descension and now the Bible says that now there begins to be a move of God that causes the world to begin to shake as never before and the scripture says that uh, that now that the angels ascend and descend and God begins to talk about dominion the moment we raise an altar the church goes from fleeing to possessing land the moment we raise an altar we go from decreasing to increasing the moment we raise an altar we go from natural to supernatural and there's supernatural power Amen. go ahead pastor and it's um that's the, the the powerful thing about altars is exactly that it's it's a gateway. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's the only way we can access the supernatural. Come on. And and when we talk about the supernatural, everybody, I mean that's something it's it's popular today. Everybody wants to uh, mingle and to mess um, with the supernatural, and um, and it's a reality even in in the occult. 
yeah. worldly of the occult. Come on. They need to raise an altar. It's a satanic altar, but they, yeah. they, they, they need it. That's something required whenever a human wants to get in touch with the supernatural. Come on. It requires mm. an altar. Mm. And, and, and that's how it is. And um, there's a scripture, Matthew 27, Matthew 27, verse 50, 51. It, it, it explained to us when Jesus, when Jesus died, Come on. It, it, it says that when, when he, he, was, he was dying, he was releasing his spirit. It says that he cried with a loud voice. Yeah. And it says, and the veil of the temple, see, the, the veil was the, um, the obstacle, uh, was, was keeping people to access the, the glory of the living God. That's right. And when he died, he was being offered in an altar. He was the, the, the ultimate sacrifice, uh, offering the ultimate uh, altar, which was the cross. And when he died, he's dead. That sacrifice opened the gate. Come on, come to on. To the presence of the God Almighty. And and it says, it says the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. And it says that um, there was an earthquake mm -hmm. because something happens. The earth gets shaken whenever we raise an altar. Come on, the, Pastor. The, the earth on. shakes, you know. Um, everything that, that we get in touch with gets touched come gets on moved when we raise an altar when we have access to the living god um something is going to happen things are not going to remain the same that, that's that's, right. that's where the importance of raising an altar um radicates on that that things are going to change in the natural that's right when we access the supernatural and the only way of doing that is by raising an altar sacrificing on it and things things are going to change and it says also it says that the earth shook and also the rocks were split. There are things that are going to change whenever we raise an altar, we access the supernatural power of God, things are gonna change, things that are immovable. Rocks are a sign of something that's immovable. Rocks will split. Come on. Uh, miracles would happen. Come on. Things are gonna change. Mm. Uh, things that are being um, held by, by the enemy are going to be released whenever we raise an altar. That's why we, we strongly believe, I strongly believe, in, in, in this uh, conference that we're we're um, having, because we're we're learning how to to uh, raise an altar and why it's so important to raise that altar in, in, in our lives and in everyday lives. Amen. Powerful, powerful. You know, you mentioned uh, that veil being torn, and when the veil is torn, there's an entry place. The Bible says Jesus became our sacrificial lamb. They can put that up. And behold, the veil was in the temple was torn. From top to bottom and the and the earthquake and the rocks rent and the Bible says the graves were open and now death is judged and now resurrection life comes see uh, as you mentioned that veil a veil is a separation it's a it's a divider it's something that doesn't allow you access but also vision and the Bible says when the sacrificial lamb uh, was sacrificed on the ultimate altar we're raising altar but there was one ultimate altar that a lamb was put on 2,000 years ago. That sacrificial lamb was Jesus, the, the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. And what happens in an altar, there's an exchange of righteousness uh, for sin. There's an exchange for weakness for strength. There's an exchange poverty for riches. He said he became poor that we would become rich. He became sin that we would become righteousness of God. He became he became a curse that the blessing of Abraham would become upon us. So the sacrificial lamb in biblical days 
they would uh, take the lamb and they would, uh, or the scapegoat, and they would put the sins of the, they would put their hands on the family and their hands on the animal at the scapegoat and they would exchange the innocence for the shame and they would exchange the purity for for the for 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 the for the perversion the the righteousness for the wicked and they would transfer the sins from the family onto the animal and they would transfer the innocence of the lamb onto the family and they would slay the animal and they would now uh, the punishment of the the family would come upon this is what took place on calvary he took our place so we could took our his place he became what we are so we could become what he is. The ultimate as we're, we're and when he gave up his voice, go back to uh, verse number, uh, back to Matthew 27, verse number 50, it says, you were there right there a second ago. And the Bible says that, and when Jesus cried with a loud voice, he gave up the ghost. Who is Jesus? A sacrificial lamb. What is Calvary? What is the cross? It is an altar. It is on a hill erected to Jehovah. And there's a price being paid. And when that sacrifice is laid, the Bible says the veil was open and death becomes, uh, death is judged. Sickness is judged. Miracles begin to happen. That is the power. God bless you, Pastor Hiram. So good to see you. Uh, Sister Emily, welcome to the broadcast. You understand that when an, an altar is erected, there is an exchange. Here's what Second Chronicles chapter 7 Verse 14 says, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, would build an altar, would humble themselves. The word humble means fast or sacrifice. Humble themselves and pray and seek the face of God and turn from our own wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Then will I forgive sin and the land will be healed. Then California will see revival. Uh, 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 then then uh, United States will see revival. Then, then Pastor uh, South Africa will see revival. Revival is a response to a sacrifice that we lay at the throne of God for miracles to come to our generation. God bless you, Sister Teresa, Sister Melissa. Welcome to the broadcast. We are laying something at the feet of Jesus to see the miracle working power of the Lord. And that's what we are. Uh, first, first Kings 1830, before I pass it back to pastor, the Bible says that he called the people and he began to repair the altar. The word repair is the word Rapha. It means to heal. He did not fix the altar. He healed the altar because the altar is a living place. It's a living, uh, breathing entity. It's us. Verse 31 says, then he took lively stones or living stones according to the number of tribes. And he began to build from 12 stones after the nature of God. God bless you. Uh, good to see our Spirit-filled Church of the Family broadcast. Spirit-filled Church of the Valley Family all the way from Indio, Pastor George and Linda. So good to see you on the broadcast. We're praying that with these stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. So God took these lively stones and they came together and made a place of encounter where the fire of God fell and the nation began to change and the, the people turned back to God and the prophets of Je Jezebel were exposed and slain and the, the prophets of Baal were slain and Jezebel is removed and now God begins to return and govern his people with power and with victory. Pastor, go ahead. There's an exchange. Possibly. That's it. You, you nailed it right there. If nothing else attracted you, attracts you about raising an altar, an altar, it's it's it should attract you. Yeah. To Come know on. that there's, whenever you raise an altar, you're gonna have an exchange going. I mean, an exchange is gonna That's happen. Right. There's a scripture that um, we, we we know, but um, if we read the context of it, the 
get a revelation. Yeah. It's Psalms 2, uh, verse 3. Oh, actually, verse, let me see, verse 6. I'm going to read 6, 7, and 8. We, we all heard and quote verse 8. But I want to read, I want to read the context of it. Come on, come so, on. So we can understand that um, everything that we can get from God requires an altar. Yes. It requires of us to exalt him above um, our our level our human level and, come on and, and it says it says verse verse six, six it says i have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain see whenever whenever god is raised whenever god is exalted whenever god is recognized um he's able to bless and release something to us mm-hmm. and when we raise an altar this this is this is the reason why an altar is it's the, the name of altar itself it, it means above something come up lift it yeah. lift it yes yeah. thank you lift it meaning that whatever we are worshiping it's higher than us and we yeah. are installing that 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 is higher than us in its place which is above us yeah and and, and this this verse says i have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain and it says verse 7 I will proclaim the Lord's decree. Come on. This is what the Lord says. Whenever you raise me, whenever you exalt me, whenever you you give me my place, whenever you recognize mm-hmm. who you are and who I am, and that's what happens when we raise an altar. Yeah. We're we're declaring, we we are confessing, we're agreeing he is above us. That's right. And he says, I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Come on. And then it comes. Here comes a promise. Mm, mm. Here comes a promise. Ask me, and I but this ask me comes after you raise an altar. Come on. This ask me comes after you recognize who he is, how important he is. You 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 put God in in, in where, where he belongs, which is mm, in mm. number one. He is the highest. He is he is the the, the priority in your life. And it says. Ask me and I will make nations your inheritance. Come on. And that's that is the promise that comes. And there's an exchange. It, it, there's an exchange. When, whenever you raise an altar, you sacrifice in it, you have the opportunity to mm-hmm. receive everything that belongs to the Father. You have the opportunity to get it. He will transfer it to you, but it requires an altar. Come it on. It requires raising an altar. We want healing. We need an altar. We, we want salvation. On, we need an altar. We, we want a revival. We need an altar. Yes. We want we, anything we want from God. We can have it. But mm-hmm. there's a requirement that is raising an altar. Amen. Come on, Pastor. Even as you mentioned, um, the, one of the words for altar is lifted table, high table, a high place. But it's also a place of, of exchange and communion. The table of the Lord is where we break bread and we make a covenant with God. So it's a lifted table. It's a high place, but that place is higher than principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness. So go back to verse 6 in Psalms chapter 2. It says that when we raise an altar, we set our our king on his throne. He already reigns in the heavenly realms. He, he rules and reigns in the earth. But when we set him on the throne of our heart by erecting an altar, we lift him up in our mind so that the enemy doesn't look bigger. You see, we magnify the Lord, not because he's he needs to be any bigger. 
magnification as you're wearing glasses, it doesn't make the things look bigger. Uh, it doesn't make the object bigger. It makes them appear bigger. So when we magnify the Lord, we see him bigger than we see anything else. It's like the letters are really small on the page and I'm trying to read. So I grab the magnifier and it makes it look bigger. I want to decree he's, he's greater than every enemy. He's bigger than any power in prince. But sometimes we can see our problems bigger than God. Sometimes we can see our, our sickness bigger than God, our pain. But when we see him high and lifted up, that's why he says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's make him bigger and set him on his throne in our mind, in our heart, because he reigns in heaven. He reigns in earth. He has to reign in our hearts. And it says, I've set the king upon the heel of Zion. Verse 13, as he said, verse 7, and, and now there's a decree that comes. One of the things that happens when we raise up an altar we can begin to make decrees. We move from earthly, normal human beings to what is called the ecclesia. The ecclesia is not just a religious term, it is a governmental term. It is a, it is a people summoned from their homes to a public place to make decrees, decisions, and, and kingly pronouncements over lands and regions concerning all, all things in life, concerning finances, concerning health, concerning the state of the nation. So when we lift them and raise up an altar, we become no longer just believers and just normal men and women, we become the ambassadors of our territory. And when we come together to make a decree at an altar, it will affect and change the world around us. I've declared a decree. The Bible says, the Lord said to me, thou art my son. Today I've begotten you. Now we move into our, our spiritual lineage that I'm not just the son of Ignacio. I'm not just a grandson of, uh, of Elias Escamilla. I'm now not just an, an earthly. No longer am I son of, of Jonah. Now my heavenly father is putting his name on me. And now I can operate in the office of a son or daughter of God. He told Peter, no longer are you Simon, son of Jonah. I'm changing your name. Now I'm calling you Peter. And upon this rock, I will build an ecclesia. And what you declare here, I will declare there. And what you, de what you bind here, I will bind there. We declare the decree. We walk in sonship, as Pastor mentioned, verse 8. Now you see, God bless you, Pastor Canona, it's so good to see you. He says, ask of me. Now you can begin to receive nations as inheritance because uh, sons get inheritance. Sons and daughters have a, a lineage and resource. Have, have, see, everything we have, Pastor, we're not supposed to work for. I believe in working hard. Working hard is a good thing, but work is a result of the fall. Work as was when man fell, he left rulership and now he, he went into slavery to the ground he was meant to rule. Do I believe in hard work? Yes. Do I believe we have to have a great work ethic? Yes. But I believe there are some things that God is going to give us that we can't earn. Inheritance is a, is, a, is a passing of resource, power, legacy, name, authority, dominion from one generation to the next that I didn't earn. It's something that was before me and God is a God of generation. He says, ask of me and I'll give you nations as your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth to possess land and to take territory and to take possession of properties and land and schools and systems for the glory of the Lord. When an altar is erected, it is an access point for heavenly glory to invade the earth realm. It is like a, uh, a Wi-Fi spot. Uh, uh, we, we have something uh, in Wi-Fi and we have something called 
We have something called routers, routers, and we have something called hotspots. And there's there's all these invisible uh, information around us. There's all these uh, this, this uh, you can upload and download. But when you get a certain connectivity, you can now download information and upload information to an from an invisible world to get answers, to get direction, to get guidance, to get to get what's needed. Why well, declare in the spirit? There's a heavenly Google. There's a heavenly Siri, and God wants to guide us and show us. Go here don't go there be led here don't move there we can download direction to know where to go as pastors where to go as husbands and wives what to do and see things before they happen there's a, a, a release and when we raise an altar we raise a heavenly wi-fi spot we raise a tower to draw into the earth realm supernatural power and supernatural provision go ahead pastor amen amen that's the um importance of raising an altar mm -hmm. we Come have on. In fact, we have we have access to everything that that, that he has, and um, another one of the things that that it's a um, benefit that we get we get from raising an altar is that we not only get what 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 God has for us, yeah, but we get what He has, what what He is actually. Mm -hmm. And there's a verse I just want to share really quick, Second um, Corinthians three eighteen. I'm I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and. Um, and this verse says, you know, once you have access to the presence of God, and that's already explained it, that it's through an, an altar that Come on. we have Come access on. to him, a free access to, to his glory. And, and it says, um, it says, and our faces are not covered. Yeah. When we raise an altar, we, we don't have, there's no barrier. There's nothing that. No veil. That, yeah. yeah, there's no veil anymore. <laughs> And we have free access to his presence. And it says, we all show the Lord's glory. Now we, his glory is being transferred to us. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing. The glory of, a, of the, the father, the creator. And now it's, it's, it's in us. Come on. And it says, and we are being changed to be like him. That's it. And, and that's the greatest thing that we can ever get. Come on. Just to be like him. Come on, Pastor. To become like him to have these characteristics in us and that's that's that in itself um it it, it convinced me to to raise an altar every day mm. and and to promote um everywhere to whoever wants anything from god you should every day raise an altar because you're not going to only get what he has for you as a son mm -hmm. but also you will become like him come on and that's an amazing thing that 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 when you speak, you're gonna speak like him. When you when you walk, you're gonna walk like him. When, yeah. When, when, when you what, what you do is gonna be blessed uh, because you are reflecting his image, and that that is just. And I think uh, our church needs that today. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Pastor, a hundred percent in agreement that we become like him at the altar worship. The uh, biblically, wherever man would meet with God, they would raise an altar. Noah raised an altar. Abraham raised an altar, Isaac raised an altar, Joshua rose altars, uh, and these altars were places of encounters, but also memorials for the next generation. They were gateways. And as you, uh, you, you stated so wonderfully that we become like what we worship. When we worship him, we become like him. And when we see him, clearly the veil is taken away. Our generation, our uh, as, as I've never seen before, is under identity crisis. We don't know who we are. That's right. Um, That's right. We don't know where we're going. And now there's confusion. 
And when when the creation arises and says there's no creator, now we begin to take on the nature of what we will, not his will. And so when we say there is no God, we take out intention and design. But God made everything with a purpose. Everything in the earth has a purpose. The grasshopper, the flower, uh, the, the, the tree, the bird. Everything has something to do in what's called the eco-structure of life. And it, they all play a role. And God designed us with purpose and destiny. And this is the issue now. That when we see him, we remember who we are in Christ. We remember our identity. And now we begin to be like him in nature, in character, but also in authority. He told us, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you receive, freely give. He says, these signs will follow them that believe. They will lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. They operate in dominion. Why? Because when an altar is erected internally. Now, again, as I stated before, there are three kinds of altars. Number, The first altar is the private altar. Number one. Number two, the second altar is the family altar. The first altar I established with God and myself privately. That's me and God. God and me. Number two, it's the family altar. It's within my home. The altar I raise for my family, for my children, for the people around me, it's in my home. The third is the corporate altar. The corporate altar is where we come and gather and build something for our nation, for our cities, for our regions. And all three of these have significance. How do we raise an altar? Very simply, number one, through prayer, through fasting, and through the word of God. Very simple, nothing too deep, nothing too profound. Through, through prayer, through praying, through petition, through crying out to the Lord. Number two, through fasting, through sacrifice, through laying down our flesh. Number three, through the teaching and preaching and declaring of the word of God. Very basic principles and how we raise an altar practically in our generation by adding prayer, adding fasting, adding the word of God. And these three principles in these three places change us individually. They change the course of our family. They change the direction of our, of our, of our nation. And where there is an altar, God can redirect a nation back toward the purpose for which he's ordained. These altars change us so that we begin to see ourselves the way he sees us. Because we're more than conquerors. We're heads and not tails. We're above and not beneath. We're blessed going in, blessed going out. See, the Bible makes a lot of claims that don't seem to be our reality. That we're more than conquerors. The only step beyond a conqueror is a ruler. The Bible tells us we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. Sometimes we feel like we can't do anything. The Bible says no weapon formed will prosper. And everything that rises, God will condemn that. Every word, God will stop that word. He says nothing is impossible if you believe. You can talk to mountains and they will obey you. All of these promises, anything we believe. And, and if we believe on him, the things he did, we will do in greater that he would get glory through our life. But an altar turns those theories into reality. An altar, a place of sacrifice between man and between God, building something, gives him an invitation. See, we're, we're, a lot of us are watching online, and I've been praying for the Osbury revival, and it is a revival, and what they've done is something we've talked about, which is going to change the model. They've created a 24-hour day, seven day a week. It's called the Tabernacle of David. Those that are familiar with our ministry, this is the goal. And this is, I believe, what uh, the prophet spoke about in the Old Testament. I believe it's Hosea. 
uh, and uh, in the New Testament, James speaks about this in the book of Acts, that God will restore the tabernacle of David that has fallen, and they will be, uh, they will be in the restoration of the tabernacle of David uh, as it's restored. There will be uh, a, a glory. So what they're doing in Osbury, they're, they're making a decision to worship God night and day. Hmm. They're not offering a weekend worship. They're not offering two services a week or every night service. They're offering God nonstop worship night and day. What are they giving God? A perpetual offer, uh, offering. We're going to read very quickly Leviticus chapter 6. And as they're doing this, there's not uh, 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 over there. You're hearing they are, they are a lot of them are teenagers. A lot of them uh, are inexperienced. And it's not about experience. It's not about um, measures. It's about a hunger and a passion. And wherever there's a hunger and a passion and a perpetual sacrifice, the fire will fall. Here is what uh, Leviticus 6 verse 12 says, let the fire on the altar be burning in it. It shall never be put out. It shall never be put out. Let the priest burn the wood on it every morning and lay burnt offering on it in order upon it. And he shall burn therefore the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall always be burning upon the altar. It will never go out. And now they are boldly. It's now, I believe the third week going on 24 hours a day. And there's a presence and it's not a Pentecostal revival. It's not a charismatic revival, but it is a revival of the presence that people are saying they're feeling God's presence. So more than I, what I saw, I saw a number today in the last three weeks, more than 50,000 people have gone through Asbury and the city saying we can't handle the capacity. We can't handle all these people. I want to tell you, God is looking for somebody to build them an altar a day and night center of worship and revival to sustain a move of God that will change America. And, and yes, we will go to see revival, but revival will break out of the walls of, of a church and go down to the crack house and go down to the prostitute house and go down to the gang neighborhood and go down to the high school and go down to the prison and begin to shift the world around us. Why? Because we begin to host the presence of God like nothing else. Yeah, so it's happening right now in, in, in Paki. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's a result of a sacrifice. Yeah. I, I've been hearing the uh, interviews, and, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I understand the pastor was sharing, um, pastor of that, that chapel, that they've been praying for this revival yeah. for years. Mm -hmm. they, they've been praying for years, and um, it's not that God doesn't want to uh, bring a revival. He's the one that it's the most interested yeah, he he wants revival. He wants salvation. He wants um, what's happening taking place over there to happen everywhere. That's in right, the whole world. And and it, it takes sacrifice. It takes Come on. building an altar, sacrificing, uh, humbling of ourselves. And 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 I strongly believe, Apostle, that we're going to see something like that. That's right. uh, in California. That's we, right. We, we sense it. Um, we can we can we can smell it. It, it's coming, and, and that's that's why it's so important that we promote an altar. That we promote it. it it's we've been worshiping ourselves way too long. We've been yeah. worshiping our way of doing things way too long. Come on, twenty four hours a day, seven days. People a week. don't want to leave. Yeah, people. Some of the people there, um, the, the the students, they're kind of getting tired of people because they can't Come get on. rid of them. Yeah, and and that's what happens. When, when we sacrifice, when we when we raise an altar, uh, God will come in, and when He come, comes in, you know what man can do uh, happens, and, and that's, that's right. what we want. It's so hard for for some people to stay in a service for two hours. Yeah, yeah. They start complaining sometimes. You yeah, know? yeah. 
and and uh, but when when revival comes, people don't want to go. That's it. People are sometimes because they have to drive five minutes. It's a long drive for them for yeah. some people. But when revival comes, there are people flying over from Asia, from from Ukraine, from from the whole uh, around the world, and that's what happens when. When when um, when we sacrifice, when we offer uh, an altar, and and bringing it down to our our local community, you know, the impossible happens when we sacrifice, when we raise That's an it. altar. The impossible things that we have never seen. I I only read about revivals. Yeah, I'm seeing it, and it's still far from us. Uh, but but I know, Apostle, that it's coming to us. It's, it's coming to us, and and raising an altar, having a conference like the one we're gonna have. And um, it's going to really help us to understand that, that, that the need of sacrificing, the Amen. need of uh, putting God where he belongs, which is in his throne. Amen. 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 The, the scripture reference was actually in Amos 9-11 and Acts 15-16, the same verse. Amos writes about the tabernacle of David. And then in the, uh, that's Amos, in that day, I will raise up the tabernacle of David that has fallen and close the breaches thereof. And I will raise the ruins and I will build in the last days in the day, as in the days of old Acts 15, 16, uh, James begins to quote the prophet. And he says this, and, and though, and after this, I will return and build again, the tabernacle of David that has fallen. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. So uh, what is the Tabernacle of David? Very briefly, it is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week worship center that David built to the Lord. It was called Zion. He took the, the, the ark out of Moses' tabernacle and put it in the middle of the city, and he erected a tent. And 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they worship God. They, theologians say there was a song that lasted 33 years. Imagine that. A worship song that didn't end for more than 33 years. And he took more than 1,500 worshipers and they begin to worship God day and night. And if you look back in Israel's history, that's where the glory was. That's when perfect government was, perfect finance, perfect uh, leadership. Uh, peace was there because God governs from glory. And this is a prophecy of what we're seeing then begin to touch on in Asbury. A 24-hour day seven days, something we've been prophesying for about three to five years here. It's a vision God gave, but God said, I'm looking for a tabernacle. I'm looking for a place of meeting between God and man for those who are hungry and those who are thirsty so I can send my glory and send my fire. I want to encourage you listening. We're going to be raising an altar this weekend. They're going to put that flyer up again. And that is this weekend. Those watching online, those listening at uh, Charisma Podcast Network, uh, you're hearing the replay. I want to encourage you. You're always Welcome to join us. You can find more information at thisrockinternational.org of what we're doing, when we're doing it. But we're going to be raising the altar right here in the city of Riverside, February 24th at 7 p.m. Saturday morning, the 25th at 10 a.m. Saturday evening at 6 p.m. And Sunday morning at 1130 sharp. We'll start prayer at 11. 1130, the service will begin. And we're going to be raising an altar to Jehovah and believing that God is going to answer by fire. If you'll see on there, Pastor Ralph will be speaking at the conference as well. I'll be ministering. And my good friend, Apostle Phil Vermillion, is flying in tomorrow. Today is his birthday. 
and he's celebrating. Tomorrow morning, uh, he'll be flying in to be with us over the weekend and help us raise this altar. He's coming in all the way from London, and he's going to be here to help raise that altar. And he'll, he's an, also a native of South Africa. He was born in Durban, and the power of God is going to be mighty in this place. So I'm praying for you, those listening, those watching. We're going to say a word of prayer. I'm going to pray for you. Uh, pastor's going to pray uh, for you as well. He's going to pray a, a, a prayer in Spanish and in English, and we're going to release the presence of God, and we're going to believe that this raising of the altar uh, tonight, of course, will be here at this Rock International for a mighty move of God, but, but get ready. There's going to be a release of God's presence, so uh, go ahead and start, Pastor. Go ahead and begin to pray and lift up the people, lift up their needs, and let's believe God for miracles over this broadcast right now. And Lord, we, we exalt your name. As we pray right now, we are raising an altar. We're sacrificing and we are exalting your name. Um, Señor, te estamos dando toda la gloria, toda la alabanza. Uh, al, al orar, al interceder, Señor, estamos levantando un altar. And, and I'm, asking, I'm asking, Lord, right now for everyone connected, um, that you will touch their hearts, that you will impact their, their lives, Lord, with the power and um, that with the conviction, Lord, that, the, that the, we have this need of, of raising an altar um, in our daily lives, in our families, in our, in our corporate also gatherings. Lord, we, we, we ask that you manifest yourself. Señor, te pedimos que te manifiestes con gloria, con poder, Señor Jesús, en la vida de cada uno de los que están conectados, en, en la vida personal, en sus familias y también en, en las reuniones corporales, Padre. En el nombre de Jesús ask you lord that 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 you do what you know what you know how to do it that, that you move lord the way you you want to move lord we we get out of the way we raise this altar lord we we magnify your name in jesus name we ask you lord amen amen lord we just stand with that prayer and i agree with pastor that the hand of god would come and that as we raise up this altar you desire to go into every nation every kindred every tongue even as this weekend is our first bilingual raised to the altar and we'll be preaching in English and in Spanish. Let all nations come and let them hear and sense the power of the word of God. I ask you for miracles and signs and wonders to go through this broadcast. Let hearts be mended. Let minds be delivered. Let salvation come. Let the work of the spirit be seen. I pray that as we raise an altar through praying fasting through the word of God. I pray that demonic strongholds would come down, that bodies would be well, that minds would be delivered, that hearts would be transformed, and that the grace of your presence would work supernaturally in the lives of your people. Strengthen each heart. Minister to your men and women of God. Let the wisdom of your spirit be revealed and let the hand of God manifest as never before. Open eyes and ears, open hearts, restore the prodigals, God. Bring the children home that are lost. Heal bodies and renew minds. Set at liberty captives, but most of all, let them call upon the name of the Lord. Let salvation come and healing come and let trans transformation of lives. Now I pray for every region represented as you're watching and as you're listening, I'm going to ask you to say the name of the city, the region you're in or put it on the comment section. We pray over these lands. We pray over these territories. We pray over these regions. We pray over these countries, over these cities that are watching and we ask you send your spirit with supernatural fervency and a power that comes from another realm. We ask you as we 
lift up these territories. San Bernardino and the Riverside, Johannesburg, uh, Riverside, California, San Bernardino, California, uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. We send the word of God to these places and we say, let the culture change. Let the region shift. Let the miracles of God go forth. Fresno, California, we pray as never before the hand of God would touch these places and there would be revival hubs. There would be places of encounter that break out the form and the shift. Let Buena Park be transformed. Orange County, let it come like never before according to the working of your power. We send the word of God to South Africa. We send the word of God to places all over the world, to Coachella Valley, uh, to India, Lord. We ask you, Lord, for miracles and for signs and for the hand of God to bring a revival and an awaking in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray over Durban now that you would move supernaturally and that the grace of your spirit would come in these cities, in these lands, and that all that call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. Save Riverside County. Touch and deliver London. Move mightily in South Africa. Touch and deliver all watching under the sound of my voice that you would get glory. We ask you now for a move. Now give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. Give us counsel on how to steward what you're about to pour out. We pray this according to the word of God. And we ask this now in Jesus' mighty name. And we believe it's done. And we believe it's settled. If you agree, somebody say amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.